0: Hello! Welcome to episode number 37 of Self-Improvement and Spirituality in Practice, Blooming with Gracie Who? Today's episode is very special because it's the recording of a live hosted by Tiona Sanders on her Instagram at ConfidentBestie. She interviewed me to talk about an exclusive event that we would do a few days later called Who is really in charge of your life? I talked about free will, the unconscious forces that create our reality, a little bit about me, my work, and I also answered some questions sent by her followers, especially about astrology. I apologize in advance for the audio quality, especially because of the sound of my microphone scratching on my necklace. (laughs) I'm really sorry for that, I only realized after listening to the live. But you know what? The lesson was not to use both a microphone and a necklace at the same time. (laughs) Just learning with every experience in life, right? So the conversation was very nice and with several clarifications. So I decided to share it here on my podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Gracie here. I've been a therapist for 19 years, an astrologer with more than 30 years of studies and practice, and I'm also an independent spiritualist from Brazil. I help people motivated by self-improvement become their own gurus and transform their reality consciously. How? Using their hidden inner powers. Because the cause of everything in your life is within you. And to change the effects, you need to work on the cause. Do you want to understand certain situations in your life and change your reality for the better? So stay here and let's have a conversation.
1: in University. So today we have a special guest. I'm going to go ahead and add her and then welcome everyone um, back just so I can get everything done because sometimes it just doesn't work a lot. So hold on one second. I'm going to add Gracie. While we wait, I'm just going to tell you guys a little bit about what we're going to be talking about tonight. And she's going to explain a little bit more because this is I'm just a co-host of her event and this is her event that is going to teach us how to seek deeper into our consciousness. Our conscious level is going to be miraculous. (laughs) After just learning so many lessons and so many um, just explanations to our questions, it's going to be a really, really fun live. So I'm going to go ahead and did we get her? I'm so excited. There <laughs> <Good evening, laughs> you are. I was like, "Where?"
0: Good evening, everybody. <laughs>
1: hello, hello. I was just telling them a little bit about the event that we were going to host on Friday, but I wanted you to explain a little bit more since you know you're going to be the spiritual mm-hmm. teacher here just telling us all about everything that um, you want to share with us. So let me first introduce you to everybody, so Gracie, who I found her on spotify and she spoke volume i absolutely loved like every episode that i listened to and it made so much sense. so i ended up going on an enlightenment call with her and it was supposed to be like 45 minutes right and it ended up being like three hours so i was like oh my, this is my person this is my person So we just started collaborating together and we were like, why don't we collaborate and share the word together? So this is our first event here. And this is just a little sneak peek of what we're doing. And, Uh um, we're having an event on Friday. Gracie is going to be speaking and talking about, actually, could you tell a little bit more about like yourself in the event as well?
0: Well, I'll be years already which means a lot of experience yeah. and uh, I have three main pillars in my work which is based on how to deal with ourselves which right. is a lot of work because no one was born with the instruction manual exactly. right yeah. the second pillar how to deal with others we have no manual to deal with exactly. them also and the third pillar, how to deal with life, because many times we feel so frustrated, like powerless victim of circumstances, and we just don't know what to do.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Exactly. So I've been studying spirituality since I was Know many years ago, it was always the main part of my life, spirituality. But eventually, I became I I didn't plan to become a a therapist or even an astrologer. Astrology for me was just a hobby more than 30 years ago. But at some point, when you study something with such a passion you start to, to learn yes. so many things and people start to come to you, yeah. you know, looking for, for advices and, uh, you know, guidance. Exactly. So I started to work as an astrologer more than 30 years ago, but uh, initially it was just for friends. Okay. But eventually, it became serious because people started to come more and more looking for, you know, not only advice, but uh, really some guidance for their lives. And astrology is a powerful tool yes. because, as I see it, following a line of psychological astrology. Right. So I end up as a therapist who use the birth chart as a powerful tool to show me someone's main challenges in life main lessons what we are here to learn. And not only that, I can identify the main sabotaging subpersonalities that you, is really sabotage someone's yeah. life. I can identify everything in the birth chart because I trained in my sensitivity to see those things. I'm not a regular astrologer. I'm not a, a regular therapist. Yeah, I think so, from the that's fall.
1: It. I was like, I have to connect with this woman. Like, this is like life changing. So I'm just so glad that we met and we get to share the world, everything that you've experienced and what you have that we don't have exactly because we don't really know what life is. Yet, we haven't really experienced everything. So, could you tell us a little bit more about the event on Friday?
0: Yeah, we'll start with the very basic subject, which is who is really in charge of your life, right? People like to think that they have free will, and I've it's learned- really free
1: <laughs> that we do not yes. have free will.
0: Well, actually, we do have free will, but it's uh-uh. not as free as we like to think, as our ego like to think, because our ego likes the idea of being in control of everything, exactly. right? But actually, our free will is free until certain level, on the superficial level. Like, you can choose, of course, what you are going to have for lunch mm-hmm. tomorrow, who you are going to date or not, if you are going to kiss that guy or not, <laughs> if you are going further or not—that you can choose. Right. And of course, you have to face the consequences of your choosing, mm-hmm. and that's how we learn. You know, we are here to learn how to get smarter and uh, make better choices in life.
1: Exactly.
0: Right. But below that level, superficial level, of how much can we choose, we have other factors involved in how our reality is created. Mm -hmm. Which is, we have unconscious forces, hidden forces inside of us. It's like you have a software in your unconscious, which is running 24-7 to create your reality and is formed by your beliefs and actually is guided by those hidden forces inside you. Mm-hmm. They are responsible for not only attracting people and situations to your life and also repelling mm-hmm. people depends on how your inner software was programmed without you knowing it. Exactly. Everything that you put importance to traces that software. You know that command yeah. in your unconscious. So you have different forces and intelligence. They are very intelligent in your unconscious, responsible for. You know they are operating the software, like making it function. So. You have the sabotaging subpersonalities, which are much powerful than limiting beliefs. A limiting belief you can be conscious of. Oh, I have this limiting belief about money, about love, relationships. But a sabotaging sub is much deeper than that. It's like an autonomous entity in your psyche, working behind the scenes of your conscious. And uh, unless you get in contact with them and get a peace agreement, they will keep sabotaging your life in in specific areas. But actually, they are protecting you because you don't know how to deal with challenging situations. So in order to prevent you from suffering, those sabotaging subs are avoiding some specific situations in your life. So we have those different levels in our unconscious that uh, affect how our reality is created. So see, our will is not so free as we like to think unless you were fully aware of yourself in terms of self knowledge and self knowledge is not only about knowing your personality. Yeah. It's much deeper because most of the time you have, you know, inner fears, unconscious fears, mm-hmm. and you have what I call internalized external voices that came from outside, from family, especially parents when we uh, were kids.
1: Family's a big one.
0: Yeah, teachers. Yep. Also, friends and a society, social media. So, we have those external voices that we accepted because we value them, we gave mm. importance to them, right. and they are part of our unconscious exactly. software. So, the way you react in an instinctive way is if it is instinctive, you are not thinking about it, mm. right? You just act in your autopilot. mode.
1: Yep. exactly.
0: So, See, your will is not as free as you like to think. You can be conditioned to think, feel, react and act in a certain way. Exactly. And that's what I'm going to approach in our event on Friday. You know, we present those factors that really affect your will. Of course, you can have a more amount of will. Mm-hmm. It can be even, you have more free will, but it depends on going in time and being aware of all those factors and managing them.
1: Exactly, exactly. And that's basically what the event's all about. I'm so excited to even learn about everything that you're going to teach on Friday. And we actually have the tickets available now on my website and the link. And Gracie's, her website is also on on my website as well if you wanted to check her out or just get a free alignment. I know it changed my life around when I did it, so I'm <laughs> sure it's going to change yours as well. But we have so many questions that people ask. I also had a few and they really just wanted to know and get to get to know like what you're all about and what you really know. So I'm ready for these questions and...
0: Can wait for them.
1: Okay, so the first one is just what made you dive deep into spirituality at such a young age?
0: So I think it was something that uh, came with me as a inner baggage because uh, I had the experience of remembering consciously past lives. with the help of my spiritual friends and uh, in all of those past lives that I could remember I was in this spiritual path Mm -hmm. so it was just natural for me in this life to keep going on this path.
1: Uh, That's awesome because I don't think many people like really realize anything like that because they're so conscious on external factors you know.
0: Yes, it's like a call that you have inside of you to go in a specific way. And another thing, that is what is called astral journey. When your physical body is sleeping, your spirit goes to the astral plane and have experiences meet other people. And I am conscious of this. Not every night, not all the time, send down because you know there are some places you don't like to, re- don't to go remember right? that you were that yes yes, you know some people, you don't want to remember that you met them on the other side. But, uh, see, I am very curious about learning how human beings, human nature, and how life works. So, I did so many courses, not only here in this body, but on the other side, and that's where I learned specific, unique techniques to do the kind of work that I do, which is so retrieval, and work with the sabotage subs. It's where I developed, improved my sensitivity to could be able to identify the cause of any situation and then working on the cause changes the effect so it was like a call inside of me to go
1: this way that is so powerful that's i just like how did you understand when a talent like you could understand the laws of life just like the challenges how did you understand that this is going to be this is a life lesson and then just well
0: those main challenges and main lessons in life appear on the birth chart. Okay. It's how I see, it's how I read the birth chart, it's my way of interpreting the birth chart. Not every astrologer would be able to say that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got to look at the hard aspects, you know, the challenging aspects between two planets. If you have specific degrees, like 90 degrees, 180 degrees, mm-hmm. which in astrology are called square and opposition. So seeing those, you have to consider the birth chart as a whole. Not only, you know, single aspects, but it's how I see the birth chart. It's very specific because why... I learned astrology on my own. Right, exactly. So. That' why you, like,
1: intertwine with the spirit chart in the astrology because it goes aligns so well with like who the person is and what their difficulties are and what their strengths are.
0: Yeah, it's it's like, you know, the way we see things, it's based on our inner baggage. Exactly. Right. So, you can have like two doctors seeing the same exam or x-ray, and each one of them will have a different perception, and maybe a different diagnosis for the case, right? So, the way I see the birth chart, for me, it's very clear. That's why I offer free enlightenment calls on my website, you went through one of them. I just have to look at the birth chart, and it talks to me, the symbols just talk to me yes. and it's immediate. I don't need, you know, previous time to study the bird chime. It's like really reading really the stuff. It's an ability that you can develop. Of course, it takes years.
1: Yes, a lot of practice. So, and
0: I have to consider also inspiration. I receive a lot of inspiration from uh, a higher intelligence, and I don't care if it is a spiritual friend, if it is my soul or a higher thought, it doesn't matter, because the most important thing is not the messenger, is the message.
1: Exactly, 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 and that's why astrology is such a powerful tool, because it really can help you define the things that, you know, that you're dealing with with life, or what you're overcoming, you know, like, once you get that establishment, it's like, right there like you kind of just it's so predictable at that point once you mm-hmm. astrology
0: that's really cool. yeah, predictable in terms of most of people are not aware of how powerful they are in terms of improving their free will yeah so if you are not using your free will at a 100 percent degree if you are acting being conditioned to act in this way then you become predictable okay. and that is easier to make a forecast using astrology But you do have your free will. You can choose differently at any time. You just have to improve your awareness.
1: Exactly. Expand, expand, expand is key. Expand. But um, one of the listeners had a question about astrology, and they were asking, what benefits or lessons have you taken from astrology, just learning from all the years that you've learned astrology? Like, what benefits? Is, Is that just like knowing life lessons and how they work, or just knowing... Yes. Okay. Yes,
0: I can see the main purpose for someone to be here in terms of what are the main lessons they are here to learn. And unless they learn their lessons, they don't go to the next level.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: They will keep attracting the same pattern, negative pattern, repeating in their lives. And so this is very helpful when um, working as a therapist because the birth chart is just a a shortcut to save time. Exactly. In therapy but another thing that is very useful for me personally is when I meet someone I just have to look at their birth chart to know who I'm dealing with
1: exactly <laughs> before you start talking. so I know what to expect exactly that's why I think you're just so different from just like the regular therapist because you know they go by a standard; they're going by what society tells them to do and you just go way deeper into that. And that's why I found so unique about you, you know, because you provide logic, background, simple, realistic, and astrology with it. And it just all aligns together, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also yeah, my work is very dynamic because I don't waste time, you know, like oh, weeks you know. or months just listening to the client to get to know them, have an idea of their uh, past experiences. No, I just, you don't need to You answer this, you know, it's that, that really. I don't need to know you. I can exactly. see your patterns in life. I can see everything. Really so I just don't waste time. I go straight to the point. And it's since it's... I can identify the cause of the situation, this is the first thing. Identify the real. Cause and uh, yes, you create your own reality, but most of the time you are not aware of it, of how you are creating this and how you can create differently. But, but that's important. One thing to identify the real cause of a situation. If you to change the effects, you need to work on the cause. And the second thing, you need to know what to do and how to do to work on that cause. And that's something I can do. So I go straight to the point. Every session with me has a good result at the end of it because I don't waste time
1: right? Like, it it doesn't take you months, you know, as therapists. I know some of my personal friends, they're like, why do I even go to therapy anymore? Because it just seems like I'm talking to a friend now. Like, there's no solution. And so I was like, I totally understand. You know, it takes months, sometimes years for people to actually realize what the root of their problem is when you can do it in not even 24 hours, you know? So...
0: Yes, a regular therapy process, you know, not only takes months, maybe years, if the client is willing to do exactly. their inner change, because if they don't want to do any effort, you know, forget about it. Mm-hmm. The therapist can't do any miracle. But another thing, people usually think that therapy is expensive and it takes long, too long. To see a result, but the thing is, it can be very frustrating. Like I'm paying to speak all the time, and I don't get, you okay. know, a feedback from a therapist. I want some advice. What should I do? See, that can what be you frustrating. For,
1: but you don't get it, you know.
0: It's like you're going to a doctor with a specific pain, and your doctor has no idea <laughs> of what's your problem. But he won't tell you because of pride, right? Exactly. So he will ask you so many exams. Mm-hmm and he won't admit, I have no idea what to have, you know, I need exams to be sure of this. And then it can be frustrating, and then the end, the doctor will talk to other doctors to have a better idea, depending on your case.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: So, you just want that pain to go away, and mm-hmm. don't come back again. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. Exactly. I mean, therapy is the same. Emotional pain, mental pain, a problem in um, any kind of suffering with relationships with yourself. It doesn't matter. You just want that comfort or pain to go away. Mm -hmm.
1: No, you really do. And you know exactly how to fix that. Anything.
0: Yes, but unless you identify the real cause, you cannot change the effect.
1: Exactly. And it's it's really hard for people to understand the real cause because of all the experiences that, that they already have, you know? We've gone so far, we got stuck to a point where we can't even access that information because we've carried this character for so long.
0: But I have to add something, because people usually think that the cause is out there. Mm-hmm. They blame other people. Yes. They blame circumstances. They blame destiny, bad karma, bad lucky, or whatever. You know?
1: Question, yes. But the cause
0: of everything is inside of you. If you are the one receiving the effects, it's because the cause is inside you.
1: Exactly.
0: Because if the cause were in someone else, they will be receiving the effects in their life.
1: Exactly, exactly. And that's why I, I think that it's just so powerful how like, we don't know how powerful we are because we're so, Disconnected, you know.
0: Uh-huh.
1: We're so disconnected from everything that we got taught until we get, you know, one through twenty years old. We're on, you know, survival mode. Like we have to get this done, and we have to go through elementary, uh-huh. school, middle school, high school, whatever. And then you get to, you know, adult life, and you're like, why do I still have these problems even though I passed all these things? You know, and life doesn't seem as what they make it as in society so it's just you start questioning and then that's when you start to go to therapy to waste your money and then you know you don't find the answers and so I think well, we
0: were conditioned to think this way the cause is outside and uh, you you gotta accept exactly. you know things and the things you cannot change you gotta be patient mm-hmm. uh, and strong but uh, most of the time we are so distracted with many things social media's uh, obligations duties mm-hmm. at work so we don't stop our mind western mind are not conditioned to stop and pay attention to ourselves
1: yes and that's what I think our sensation so many astrology questions because they want to have like a guy to go on, to what go on. Th- so, like, the one question was about how, you know, how we read the birth chart. They were wondering if the birth chart, should we follow the birth, like, our sign? And does that affect our relationships? And is it no? What do you think?
0: No. <laughs> you, your relationship. See, this general view of astrology is so detrimental. Yes. Because, you know, it. the thing is, uh, to consider relationships. Actually, you, just, you don't have just your sun sign. Mm-hmm. Yes. You cannot judge someone, their personality, just based on the sun sign. Mm-hmm. Not everybody will identify, because you have nine other planets,
1: Exactly. you, know? you,
0: you have to consider the whole chart, first of all. Yeah. And second, in terms of relationship, there is a technique in astrology called symmetry, when you cross two birth charts to compare their planets and the aspect in terms of degrees, the distance in degrees between those planets. Then you can see the dynamic in that relationship with that person, if it works well to work together, if it works well to live together. and This is very complex, because you have two different charts and you have to cross them. Okay, to right. to have a different analysis so that's how you can know and that's something that I use in my personal life when I meet someone <laughs> yes. and I, that I am you know at so awesome. the first moment I find a way to you know to find out his, his age and his birthday that's enough
1: Do some even if
0: I don't know their birth time that's enough the date birthday. So I raised their birth chart and cross with mine compared to see if that can yeah. we can have a future and what kind of future because sometimes it's not natural, exactly. you know, to be so serious, so intense.
1: No, I totally understand that. There's a lot of astrology questions tonight, but mm-hmm. um, that was mainly one of the ones that they were really curious about because they follow astrology. But like you said, it is so broad here that you, and there's so many different things in our planets that you really don't have a deep understanding of astrology. Mm -hmm. You know, so that Mm -hmm. answers that question. And another...
0: Sorry, part of my work is to give a different impression of astrology. It can be much more powerful than just, you know, describing personality.
1: Exactly, exactly. And I know with like astrology, it connects like with the, I feel like just like the stars, it connects with the quantum field, the energy, and our souls. And I was wondering why did our souls pick the body that we have now?
0: Your soul lives in the spiritual world, which is different from the astral plane where disincarnated people live, spirits, okay. right? Right. Uh, your soul is a co-creator, because it's, uh, you know, that flame from the higher being uh, that created everything. And when you fulfill, your soul fulfills through you. Okay. So in needs you, you have your higher mm-hmm. self, which is your soul, I call it your soul, with a higher mind, right, which works in a different mode. Okay. And you have your lower mind, you know, your small mind which is still evolving. Right. And our soul wants us to have needs us to have this physical experience so we can learn how to choose better and better and evolve in our consciousness to be more in contact with our soul. But if you do a soul retrieval, then you are immediately connect with your soul. You don't need to go to the other part of the world, to India, to yeah, start yeah. for months and meditate <laughs> the whole day, to try to get in contact with your higher <laughs> yeah. self, to get yeah. some inspiration, some higher guidance of what you do yeah. in your life, to have
1: more well,
0: understanding more I- and, you know, you don't need this exactly. because with a soul retriever, which is something what that do I do, it, in just one session, Shamanism mm-hmm. is an old tradition that deals with this loss and retrieval of parts of the soul. But it requires the other person to be you know, in person, in front of the shaman, exactly. and the shaman does the spiritual journey uh, himself alone. But I learned a different technique, much more modern, because exactly. the world has evolved. Exactly. So, of course, the techniques from spirituality evolved too. So, in just one session, it's possible to reconnect you with the lost part of your soul, especially if you're feeling emptiness, inner emptiness, uh, lack of purpose in life, depression. Depression is a spiritual disease, so the cause is the person is feeling empty inside. And what is this emptiness feeling that not the missing of an important part of yourself? So, when you go through a soul retrieval, I put you in contact, because I bring that part of your soul, the lost part. We access that part in the spiritual world Mm -hmm. together. You are conscious all the time. I don't use hypnosis. So I reconnect you with them. So you can have contact with that part at any time, but there are conditions. If you stop listening to them like you did before, that's the reason why he went away. So it's like I will introduce you to your best part, so then it's up to you to to build the Good relationship with right. it. Exactly. So you have access to that higher guidance it's situation at any time.
1: Exactly. It's just up to it's you. It's You want to connect with it's it. Easy. It's
0: That's easy. That's what I
1: need. Yes. No, I love it. And then another question was how do you know when something is right for you or you're on your right path to fulfill your soul? Like, will you start to see anything or start to realize something? What do you think? Yes, good
0: question. Our soul talks to us through our intuition. Okay. But if you are too mental, too rational, you won't pay attention to Rhapsody. your intuition. You may even think that you don't have one. So, uh, another way that our soul finds to talk to us is through sensations in our chest. Okay. When people say listen to your heart, it's, literally... it's not actually yes, it's not actually your heart. You have uh, gland the thymus behind your heart. Okay. Uh, yes. This is the center of the soul in your physical body. It's like the button to connect to it. And your soul talks to you through sensations in your chest. If you think about doing something and you pay attention to your body, you can feel a good or a bad sensation about it. Mm,
1: okay, I didn't even know that. That is so cool.
0: When you think about doing something, like when we are kids, we dream of being astronauts or teachers or whatever and we just that idea when we feel like doing that you feel this excitement mm-hmm. that comes from within you
1: right exactly. it's
0: your so validating that choice Gotcha. oh
1: my gosh that makes so much sense especially just cuz like I don't know, when we were younger, it seemed like everything was more free, and then now it's just, I feel like, where we're so conditioned, I guess, through our experience. No, uh,
0: yeah, when we were, our mind is not so conditioned yet. Right,
1: right, that makes total sense.
0: So we are more spontaneous, because, you see, a young kid says everything that comes to their mind. They don't have, you know, this Oh, their parents. Teach them to don't behave like this because otherwise people won't like you. You can't say this. You
1: yes, they start forming that character of yours that you you start you know going on until you kind of realize that you're like wait like I have my yeah. Right now.
0: We lose our spontaneity, our mm-hmm. sincerity, and start to play characters
1: exactly
0: as self. Doris, we play a character as a friend, as a girlfriend, a boyfriend, mm-hmm. as an employee, as a boss. We play characters all the time right. because we accepted that conditioning.
1: Is that to why to be, be
0: to be accepted and liked by other people?
1: Is that why we settle so easily? Like I know a lot of people would rather settle than make an embrace of change or anything like that to you know better themselves or improve within themselves. Is it just, is that why they settle? Is because of the characters? Uh,
0: Because they are used to behave that way. And uh, if it works for you, if people like you the way you're acting, then why changing? Right? Right. And change requires some effort. And our ego doesn't like changes.
1: Yeah, that is true.
0: And another thing, settling is about being conformed, because people around you were raised with people, Mm -hmm. uh, with a specific type of life, so it's normal for you to think that that life is okay. If you want to go differently than your parents' way, it requires a lot of courage,
1: right? I'm, yes, trying to live that right now, so I completely understand.
0: And if you are used to have your friends around, people, especially close people, friends around you, having specific types of situations, frustrating and even painful situations, you can think that that is normal. Mm -hmm. to accept and then you open yourself to accept that kind of thing in your life you won't think differently. like i deserve much better because you think that's the normal for regular people so celebrities you know extremely rich or famous they think oh those are privileged people chosen from a higher source so special we cannot get there
1: yep exactly i feel like that's what Basically what so if... you
0: limit you limit your possibilities with your mind so see your will is not so free as you think
1: Because you have those forces that are battling in and
0: so no, yeah your beliefs I cannot get there that is too much for me
1: exactly exactly no that's awesome that's really here because I was always wondering like why is it easier to settle? than to just be like okay i'm aware of this and now i have you know change it but changing does take a lot of work and a lot of energy and a lot of people just rather go with the normal
0: yes not necessarily a lot it depends on your resistance to change oh
1: that's true yeah
0: but the thing is it requires courage and humility Uh, yes doing therapy is about this you gotta be humble to accept your weak points. I don't like the word defects, but your weak points. You got to be humble.
1: Exactly. You
0: know? And uh, you got to be brave, actually, to face even not only your weak points, but the bad parts of you. Mm-hmm. To accept that you are just human. You exactly. can get angry sometimes.
1: Right. And that's okay, because that's just another, you know, part of the emotional spectrum that you have to fill out for yourself. So... yes. I definitely agree. And then we had another question about the birth chart. I don't know, astrology is such a popular topic tonight. Uh In the birth chart, should you look for understanding or healing for childhood trauma, and how could you help with that, or what should someone do with that has really, that is really stuck with their past, with their trauma?
0: Okay, first, when a child is born, they are not a blank sheet. Right. Okay? We have inner baggage. We come, we arrive in this world, in this physical body, with a previous inner baggage, based on previous experiences. Okay? And this is not a belief for me. This is a reality for me, reincarnation, uh, you know, life after life. It's a a reality, because I I am conscious on the other side. And also, there's a lot of things
1: that... That's within yourself, that's kind of like, where did I come? Like, this doesn't belong to my family or this quality. Exactly. Know,
0: so, I exactly. So, the place you were born depends on your inner condition that attracted those circumstances. Mm,
1: okay. And
0: they were like meant to be according to your needs of learning in this life. So, you were born in the right place, with the right people, according to the lessons you had to learn, and what you could attract with your inner conditions. So, talking about traumas in childhood, well, those circumstances, painful and bad circumstances, you attracted somehow unconsciously, of course, Mm -hmm. because not only you needed to learn something from them, but because it was the best you could attract at that time. So they just reinforced some weakness inside you. And
1: it's just blindly not knowing because a lot of people really aren't conscious of you know what can go on and like how much baggage that you really have
0: well and let me tell you something from my point of view which is very specific and out of the box from conventional therapists Mm -hmm. uh, what people call trauma in my opinion is just the ego refusing to grow
1: right right because
0: you know, ec- Accept reality. Accept reality, that. what you could be able to right. be, yep. you know, and let go of the dream, how you wanted your parents to yep. be. It's just the ego refusing to accept reality. That. That's what people call psychological trauma. Gotcha. That
1: makes so much sense because, you know, as soon as you see it and accept it, Yes, you can keep blaming or you can just change the problem, you know, just actually just try to figure out what's going on It's it's harder said than done, of course, but at the end of the day, you know You can still make that choice to change that around because
0: you Tiona, Tiona, see, it's much easier to blame your parents for everything that went wrong in your life. Yeah from your suffering. It's much easier. Oh, this is my parents' fault, you know, but you were born from them because it was the best thing that you could have yep. as parents, right? So you gotta be mature enough to accept, okay, I will do differently from now on. My own. I will or treat in, myself differently.
1: Exactly. You, you know, you accept it and actually start making or start creating the lessons or the awareness at least to, you know, learn about these lessons and why it happened so you can overcome whatever happened. And it's so much easier to detach, you know, once you are aware of those things.
0: But it's about not accepting to play the victim.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Because if you like, you know, no one feels bad for someone who is good well in life, right? You always feel bad for someone who is suffering. Right. Oh, that poor person, right? So, being a victim, playing or playing smartly the uh-huh. victim can be very interesting, very convenient to have other people helping all the time. Uh-huh. Oh, that guy, that poor guy is like that because he suffered so much when he was a kid. So, people will accept him better.
1: Exactly.
0: Right? Uh-huh. But if you like to play the victim, of course your free will is
1: down, to shrunk everything.
0: See? <laughs> yes. So who is really in charge of your life in this case? Your ego, mm-hmm. you know, who likes to play the victim mm-hmm. to get other people's pity and help.
1: Yep, a powerless victim. And it's, and it's hard for, especially for some people that do have a strong vanity that's like, well, I didn't choose this life, I didn't pick this, mm-hmm. this parents, and I didn't, you know, It's not
0: my fault, it's not my fault. Yes,
1: exactly. So,
0: if you sit on the victim's chair, and you feel like a powerless victim of circumstances, of other people, of destiny, then there is nothing you can do with your life. And you're condemning yourself to suffer.
1: Yes, unnecessary. And
0: that's a choice.
1: Right, right. No, too good, that makes sense. And speaking of just childhood trauma, because that's a really huge thing right now, Um, especially in Mm -hmm. America, I know a lot of psychologists are, you know, trying to promote the trauma to break that down, to help people improve in life. Many people believe also in bad karma. You also mentioned a little bit earlier in the live about how people believe that they just have bad karma and bad luck or just all this negativity you know attracts them could you explain how this works or how life can start working in our favor at least because you kind of explained how it works so how can people just start changing it so life starts working around in their favor actually and not believing that they have the bad karma
0: yes the original meaning of the word karma is action not action and reaction just action um, and absolutely not action and punishment. Yes,
1: yes. I didn't even know, so the, I
0: didn't yes, know that. the original meaning is just action. But of course, for every action you have an effect mm-hmm. and consequence cause and effect, right? But the higher being that right. you know rules the universe is not vindictive, it's not right. sadistic. You know, right. there's no one, no one on the other side. Exactly. Pay attention to this. Taking notes of everything you do.
1: Yes, I literally do that all the time. I literally do that. All
0: and the time. making special notes to punish you eventually. Mm. There's no such thing. This is something from humanity that creates from religions. It's a way to control the masses. Yes. I you know. gotta behave, unless you will suffer in hell. That's it. So, karma, what people think that is a bad karma. What is karma? In my opinion, how we understand karma in our Western society? You have these patterns, negative patterns, repeating constantly in your life, right? So the same... Not bad. Not call them. They can be good because you have a lesson to learn. But the same negative situations or people, unpleasant, let's put unpleasant, uncomfortable situations that you are always attracting to your life. It has a pattern behind them. You can identify, oh, again, this in my life, I don't believe this. So those patterns that I can identify in the birth chart, mm-hmm. They mean a challenge, a lesson you are here to learn. And when you learn the lesson, you can go to the next level and you won't attract those circum- kind of people anymore because you have already learned your lesson. So there's no need for you to suffer again with that. So what people call karma is just the repetition of these patterns. Which has a lesson that you need to learn.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that makes so much sense, and that kind of follows through with how can someone or where do you find like the hidden source forces? Like, where do they come from? Is that just from you know the past lives that you had, that like all the baggage that you carried within the past life that you just had? You know, is that what...
0: <laughs> you mean the inspiration that I have?
1: No, no, no. Just like in general, like with everyone that, you know, how you said people come to this life, this physical physical reality with already, they already have inner baggage. Is that where the hidden Mm -hmm. forces come from, from the inner baggage that we already have in the past life?
0: Yes. Those hidden forces are part of your inner constitution as a spirit. Okay. And they they go with you from life to life. Okay. They are conditioned to certain things. Uh, And actually they do what you, Taught them to do or what you ordered them to do. Mm. And that's the key when you get in contact with those inner forces, unconscious forces, because I call them forces and intelligence. Oh. Because they see, I, when you go to sleep, you don't need to you order don't. your body mm-hmm. to keep functioning, right?
1: Exactly. exactly.
0: So there's an inner unconscious intelligence inside of you that knows what to do to keep the balance in your body, yeah. physical body. Any health issues reveals that there is a conflict with that inner intelligence. You are doing something that is they are not liking, so there is like a battle inside of you. And the symptoms is how they show you you are doing something, you know, in conflict with them. So, they are working all the time without you having to order them what to do. Oh, keep breathing, you know, when I eat something, you you know, process everything, digest everything. You don't need to worry with that. So, they are conditioned to work. They are programmed like a software, that inner software in your unconscious. But uh, they do what you order them to do. So, if you get in contact with them, if you know what they are, how they work. And this is the subject for our event on Friday.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: So once you get in contact with them, and at the end of this event, I will make an exercise so you can identify one of those forces and get in contact with it. Mm -hmm. So when you get in contact, then you can know how are they working the way they are to attract or repel people and situations to your life, and then you can order them.
1: Right.
0: Do this, bring me this, you don't have to kill, you know, in your external life to get things. If you are working hard and you are feeling stuck, getting no results, you are doing it wrong, of course, but you just don't know what to do. If you have a good relationship, not only with your soul, because then you can know what your soul wants for you, because your soul is the one who knows where your happiness is and the best and faster way to get there. So, if you are not aligned to your soul, not listening to it, you will be lost and you will be suffering in life.
1: Exactly.
0: We're finding all fulfillment. So if you have a good relationship with your soul and contact to know what's the next step, if you have a good relationship with your inner unconscious forces and intelligence, so you don't have to kill yourself. Right. You yeah. can have them working for you mm-hmm. exactly. because you are working with them. There is no conflict, and that's how miracles are created in right? life. You don't need a higher source to think that you are such a good person that you deserve a miracle in your life. This is a very childish way of seeing things, right? So, I see, not only in my life, but in my clients' life what people call miracles happening they seem like miracles because it happens out of no. nowhere, but actually there's a mechanism behind. Exactly. It's really being aligned with those forces and asking them what you want, the best for you, and they are working for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Well, you that's... have
0: no idea when you meet someone that you really feel into. First, you have no idea that person could exist, in the world, but your inner fortress, your inner intelligence node, who would be more, who you could have a better relationship with in terms of chemistry, you know? Right. Skin, physical chemistry, sexual chemistry, your inner forces know who would be a best choice for you. And they can bring that person to you. Exactly. You don't, then you can decide on your small level of free will if mm-hmm. you are going to be with that person or not. But you don't attract consciously mm-hmm. that person. You need those invisible forces right. working Work. for you
1: exactly exactly well we have two more questions before we get off the live i really wanted
0: okay
1: um, from one of the audience they wanted to ask why is religion such a dominant factor in most of our lives like why is that such a come again oh i'm sorry (laughs) why is religion such a dominant factor in most of our lives so in the us it's very common to be in a religion. why is that is it just the structure or
0: because People, you know, they are so dominated by their ego, and the ego is fed by illusions. So, if you have an illusion, of course you have a delusion following it. Every time you see someone disappointed, it's because they got deluded first, you know, they uh, feed their uh, illusions first. So, when we feel so lost, you know, because no one wants to suffer, right? Unless it's convenient to play the victim, mm-hmm. but that's another thing. So we need higher guidance, what to do, to not make mistakes. No one likes to make mistakes, right? Right, uh, and to suffer. So we need the guidance, and that's why people are trained, conditioned to look for this kind of guidance in religions. But it depends on their level of consciousness, because we have actually this new generation in the planet, you are part of this new generation, that is questioning all those ancient rules. Yes, yes. Right? So that's why you see neutral spirituality growing in the whole planet with young people. That is true. At some point you can question. Well, my parents and my grandparents followed those uh, religious rules they and they asking, like, they suffered anyway. Yes. So, is there any other way?
1: Yes, exactly. And that's the girl uh, that exactly that is exactly why I was like I need to a religion.
0: See, a religion is more like a crutch for someone who is still immature in their consciousness. Yes they need a crutch you know to support them they need someone to tell them what to do expecting not to suffer Mm -hmm. if you have a higher level of consciousness Mm -hmm. you don't need that crutch anymore and then you exercise your free will much more
1: exactly i love that i love that i love that and that's what i needed most honestly but the last question is let's say that you know we have to keep up with just work, school, friends, family. It's really hard with all these distractions. How can someone keep up with their self-reflection, spirituality? Like, what are some, just a few things that um, you could provide for us so we can, you know, practice those?
0: Well, the first thing is to be willing to do a self-improvement work, to improve your consciousness of everything, to learn, actually, to see different points of view that could not only explain things in your life, but help you, really. Right? So, the best guru that you can have is your soul.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Well, thank Because it knows exactly what you need to be happy to be fulfilled, not someone else. Of course. Other people, like teachers, can try to help you get that understanding on how to connect to yourself, right? right? And how to expand your consciousness. But, well, not everybody will have the opportunity, blessing opportunity, to do a soul retrieval. Mm-hmm. But so, for them, just wanting to expand the consciousness and look for valuable knowledge right like real health
1: knowledge right
0: and exercise your discernment exactly your common sense you right. know being very down towards not believing in every miracle promise right. out there
1: kind of have to humiliate yourself until you kind of really find you know that connection
0: yeah today is so easy to get access to knowledge but you got a filter everything yeah Right? That's why you need common sense and uh, you need to exercise your discernment to learn how to choose better and better. But when you find, when you read something on the internet or on the book, for example, and it feels deep inside like, yes, that's it, you have that sense of truth, it's your soul validating that.
1: Gotcha. Well, that is definitely, I don't want us to get caught off on here since it's um, almost an hour. If you have anything else that you want to say we have the tickets now available on my website and her website Um, if you want to say anything else gracie before we get off here just so instagram doesn't shut us down
0: Yes, it's my pleasure to share my knowledge, both on my Instagram, at Hu G-R-E-I-C-Y-H-O-O, and especially on my podcast, where I have opportunities to talk longer about the subject. And our event will be really presenting, explaining who is really in charge of your life, presenting your inner unconscious forces and intelligence, and at the end of it, I will lead an exercise for you to identify one of those unconscious intelligence. to get in contact with it.
1: Yes, and we're so excited and thank you so much for coming on here and sharing everything that you share tonight. I'm sure a lot of people are going to come back and get all their answers or questions answered, and we just can't wait till Friday. So thank you so much, Gracie.
0: Thank you for the opportunity.
1: Yes, well, I'll see you later and um, talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Okay.
0: And that's it, a live interview with different questions and answers. If you have any doubts or even questions, you can send me a DM on my Instagram at GracieHoo, G-R-E-I-C-Y-H-O-O, or you can go to my website, graciehu.com. There is a section where you can send me an email, or you can book your free enlightenment call with me like Tiona did, and I could explain a lot of things about her life. And actually, I'm thinking about doing lives on my YouTube channel that I'm still working on. So, if you already follow me, or this was your first experience listening to me, and if you have any doubts, any questions about self-improvement and spirituality in practice, please just let me know and maybe i can answer you in another opportunity okay that's it for today thank you and we'll talk again in the next episode